I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Have you ever wondered how the greats over time find their creativity? How do they cultivate that creative genius? From Aristotle to William Shakespeare, Leonardo da Vinci? Can anyone do the things that they've done? Or is it just for certain quote-unquote gifted people? Demetra Milan is a successful young artist and the co-owner of Milan Art Institute. She started painting at only 12 years old and by 16 had gone viral and was working as a full-time artist. Her paintings tell stories of strong female protagonists and her art always tells such a moving story. Now, 20 years old, Demetra continues her artistic journey as well as has made the dive into entrepreneurship alongside her artist parents. Today, we talk about her journey, how anyone can find their creative genius and get out of their left brain, and if you're stuck, how to get unstuck. Demetra is a true artistic genius, and I am thankful I got to tap into that brain of hers for just a bit. Listen now, and if you haven't, please make sure to subscribe. Hi, Demetra. Welcome. Hi, Emily. I'm really happy to get to chat with you today. Yeah, me too. So I came across you first several years ago, and I just fell in love with your art. I love, you know, how you do these beautiful, elegant women incorporated with, you know, strong and often deadly animals. Mm -hmm. It just, it seems very symbolic to me. Is that the story that you were aiming to tell? Yeah, I believe that all artwork is very symbolic and everything that I create, I'm not really always conscious of the meaning, but then after I'm done, I definitely think that what I painted is telling a story and I'm really, I'm painting from my gut and my heart and I think that just everything is definitely a symbol for something greater and for example, like I love to paint tigers and I believe tigers represent strength and actually being very independent mm -hmm. because they're independent creatures and they don't really live in a pack. So for me, that's, I wasn't like conscious of like, that's the meaning and that's what I want this painting to be about. But later, like the story unfolds and yeah. So you started painting when you were quite young. Mm-hmm. I started painting when I was 12, and both my parents are artists, so I've been raised in an artist family, and I was always really creative, but I didn't really start pursuing art till I was like 12 and kind of a teenager when I decided that art was my passion and it was what I really wanted to do with my life. And When did you start seeing success from it? Well, I started selling my work professionally when I was 15. I started working with this publisher in Hawaii. Wow. And they put my work all over the U.S. in different galleries, and they started a print program for me selling limited edition prints on Canvas. And 
that really gave my work a lot of value and Mm -hmm. they kind of controlled the pricing for me and basically they handle all the business side of it. Mm -hmm. And I worked with them for about two years. And then when I was 17, I was just in a very, there was like a fork in the road in my life. And I just felt like the longer I'd work with these publishers, it was actually like holding me back. And I started seeing how through social media, people were like gaining all this independence and really, you know, owning their own business. And I felt like the publishers had all this control over me and I wasn't able to really be the artist that I really knew I was. And I just started like, I think I've always been kind of businessy, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know the word, or entrepreneurish, but... Entrepreneurial, yes, totally. (laughs) So I I just like, I realized that I wanted to have my own business, be my own boss, and I know that I could sell, you know, all my work online and like direct to my collectors. And Mm. in the gallery system, it's really it's really old fashioned and they try to keep the artists separate from their collectors and they're the middlemen and they make most of the money. And just people today want to know the artists. They want to like be friends with them. And so that's what I was realizing. Mm-hmm. And so since then I've been just kind of, I'm my own boss. And so you left, you left the publishers and you've just totally yeah. taken it on your own. Mm-hmm. Have you found that to be a struggle? I know that, you know, a lot of people that are very creative, the business side of the brain Mm -hmm. is totally different. It is kind of different, but I also think it's creative too. And I'm always thinking of ideas of how to grow my business. Mm -hmm. And I started doing my own prints and actually other products. So I did tapestries. I self-published a book of my art. And that's something I always wanted to do. And the publishers like weren't really, they never pushed that forward. So how old are you now? I'm 20 now. Wow. (laughs) You've done so much already. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how do you come up with these visions? They're so creative. A lot of them. How do you find your creativity? I think that my inspiration comes from a few different places and So sometimes I think traveling, like every time I go to a different country, Mm -hmm. that always makes me super inspired when I get back because I spend time away from my easel and I'm just like, I get a whole new perspective on the world. And I feel, I don't know, I think traveling to other countries, like I've gone to Ukraine and just to see how people live there and we speak to other artists. So my mom and I, and sisters, like we travel and talk to just other artists in other countries. And they just, it's like so behind there. They don't know how to turn their art into a business. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them are very passionate about art, but they just, they don't have the tools. Mm -hmm. So we we inspire them and show them a way to do it. Do you get creatively stuck ever? Yeah, I definitely get stuck. Totally. I think like every artist, it's totally normal and every artist goes through it. And I definitely have. And I think like the key is to just keep going when you're stuck and not let that stop you because Mm -hmm. then you can just 
drift away and then it's really hard to like get back into that creative flow. Mm -hmm. And I know for a lot of artists, it's difficult once you hit a block, but I've made it like a habit in my life to constantly push past that block. And I know there's always a breakthrough on the other side of it. So you just keep going. You do something. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways that you can get past a block. Like in our school, we teach a lot about like right brain exercises and really knowing how to get out of your left brain because that's really what holds you back in creativity. It's like all this negative self-doubt. It's like your left brain talking to you. And so you just use like right brain exercises to get out of that side of your brain. And then there's no judgment in your right brain. You just are very free and you're not really thinking about what you're doing. So that's when it comes to art, like that's just the key to it. You have to stay in your right brain. And so you co-founded a school with your mom, correct? Mm-hmm. An art yeah. So she, my mom, Ellie Milan is the founder of Milan Art Institute. Okay. And she started the school almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's how I began as an artist. Like I took classes from her and my dad. Wow. And it started out as a very small school. We just, and then it just grew and grew and grew. And now it's getting so big. We're actually relocating to Georgia to have a bigger school. And we just recently went online. So all our classes and our mastery program is online and we teach hundreds of artists from all over the world. Wow. It is definitely a passion of mine. And I'm like, so happy to be a part of this and to be helping other artists in their careers. And really we focus on turning other artists into professionals because it's really like, there's such a need for it right now. There's so many people who just grew up with like this starving artist curse that they won't make it as an artist and they're you know, like when it comes to finding their voice and style and selling their work, they're all lost and they don't know how to do that. So our school focuses on that and we train people to really, first we teach them all the techniques they need to know. Mm-hmm. So we do classical oil, drawing, mixed media, and then the main part of our school is helping people find their voice and they really discover who they are as a person and then that translates into their art. So we help them find their superpower. And that's like, yeah, it's like you taking your weaknesses and understanding like the greater purpose in that and what they're destined to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it goes into their art. And then we teach them the marketing and business side of it. What would sell their work? When you say that you do the right brain exercises to Mm -hmm. help with the creativity, what would one of those look like? So we tell people to dance and sing and you have to really not care what other people think. So you just have to like start moving your body and just moving your body helps you flow into your right brain. There's also a lot of exercise you can do with drawing. Mm -hmm. So we tell people like to crumple up a piece of paper and put on a table in front of them and then they have a sketch pad and they're not allowed to look at the sketch pad but they just look at that crumpled paper and draw the outline of, you know, all the shapes. And that's like one way you're, you're like tracing a shape with your eye. And hmm. while people are 
pain, if they're stuck, we tell them to flip the pain upside down. Mm-hmm. So then your brain doesn't know what it is and you're just looking at shapes. Oh, I love that. So yeah. just That's sort of looking at something from another angle. Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow. That's wonderful. So I was reading, I think it was a Vogue article on you and there was some links and I was looking and it was some of your paintings go for 20,000 Canadian. I was like, that is phenomenal for a 20 year old girl to have achieved that. Mm -hmm. Was that your goal when you started? Was it monetary or has it all been passion driven? I think that for me, it's, it's like a combination of so many things. Like I have to be creating lately. I've been focusing a lot on my prints and the business part of it. And I haven't been painting every day mm-hmm. and it's like driving me crazy. And I feel <laughs> a little bit edgy. Like I just want to be in my studio painting and I feel like I have to like, there's something inside of me. There's a need where I have to express whatever I'm seeing like on the canvas. And so that's definitely part of it. A passion for just the creative process and I really, I love to see how my art affects people. And I think it's so much deeper and like more spiritual than we know. And Mm -hmm. I've heard so many stories of how my art like came to the right person at the right time and has changed her life. And that's like so much bigger than me. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe it's God working through my art and he's using me. They used to believe that back in the ancient Rome, they didn't believe creativity came from humans. Mm-hmm. They thought it was a divine spirit that came to humans. And like they, the mutes. yeah. They called it daemons, I believe. Oh, daemons? Like, da- daemons? Okay. Yeah, Socrates said he had one, but they thought that they lived in the walls of artists and then they inhibited mm-hmm. their body and then came through them onto wow. the canvas. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of kind of similar to that a little bit. Yeah, I think as you're like any artist is doing the work, it's not them doing it. It's a divine hand using them, definitely. Hmm. So that's like the most powerful art. I mean, you have to let go of yourself. And mm-hmm. some people paint from their left brain and it's just, you know it when you see it. It's like, there's nothing really magical about it. And they might know exactly what it means and every little thing means something, but they put it there. It's like they did that intentionally. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that art is as powerful. Is there a reason why you paint women so often? Well, I think that one, they're just beautiful. It's the most, Mm -hmm. like, I think personal symbol because we can all relate to we're all humans. So it's to me like a symbol of us. And I just really love painting people. If I don't have a person in the painting, it feels like there's something missing. Like to me, it just makes the painting more personal and like impactful. Mm -hmm. And I love painting the face, especially not so much like full body figures. Mm -hmm. And where did the original idea come from to put an animal in it? So how I started this style and found my voice, it's kind of a long story. I'll try to not go too much into the details, but I was 13 and I took a portfolio class from my mom. And this class was designed to, this was before the master program. So this class was designed to help you find your style. 
And I really wanted that at the time. I, would, I didn't feel like I had a style. My, my art was all over the place. And during this course, I just, I don't know, I, I just kind of had a vision for it. I just got this vision in my head hmm. of a girl facing the left and she had like a crow on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my mom was saying like, if you paint a portrait, it might look too similar to like someone in real life and it might not be sellable because you have to make it like in a way where it's abstract and realism. If it's just pure realism, people won't be able to relate. It'll look like a stranger. Mm-hmm. wants to live with like a stranger in their house. Mm-hmm. So the girl has to be a symbol. It can't be... It has to feel like it could be anybody. So I started the painting and then I just combined like all these collage elements and I started with acrylics and then oils. So I try to keep it loose. And when I painted that, I just knew like I loved everything about it. I loved creating that story between the girl and the crow. Mm -hmm. And so from then on, I just started combining girls with animals in all these different ways. and. I knew like that was me and felt good. And so was that when you started really getting attention online? Yeah. And then that's when the publishers found me and I started working with them. And so I, yeah, I was like 15 at the time. Wow. And now you have hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What was it like having so many eyes on you when you were so young? Well, I feel like my mom is like such a great mentor to me and she was just like giving me all this advice and like wisdom and saying like, you really can't care what other people think about you. And no matter if it's really good or really bad, like whether it's good comments or bad comments, they shouldn't affect you. And you should just, my identity shouldn't be what other people think. It has to be rooted in something deeper and I have to know who I am and not let the world influence that. So I think because I really did that when I was younger, it set me up for, you know, later success. Like, Mm. so if I have negative comments, it's not going to affect me. And if I have a lot of positive comments, I'm not going to let that affect me either. I just have to focus on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And so I think it was nice at the time to like, you know, have a lot of followers Mm -hmm. and it started happening really fast when I was about 16 and I, the Vogue interview, all these other online magazines started publishing articles. And then my Instagram just really grew like almost overnight. Wow. And it was crazy. And that was, you think, from a lot of the articles that came out? Oh, from, from all the articles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I think, where all the followers came from. Wow. Do you think that you would have been an artist if your parents weren't artists? I don't think so. I think because of them and what they've taught me and just living in this family is why I'm an artist. And also my other siblings are artists too, all of us. Wow. Was it very encouraged that you do it or was it something you guys wanted to do? Well, it's interesting because my parents were not pushing it at all, but Mm -hmm. naturally all four of us like around the age of 12, 13 is when we started gravitating towards art. Mm -hmm. So they just, once we showed interest, they just helped us and showed us how to paint and kind of helped each other. And 
My sisters both went through our mastery program and now they're professional artists and they're really young too. They're 18, 16. And then my brother is 14 and he also went through the mastery program. Wow. It's like realism, like really, really realistic. He's so good. Do you think that all of you had artistic talent or is that all from the class? I think it's a little bit of both. I think we naturally, I mean, it might be a little bit in our blood, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I think we naturally like think it was easier for us to learn it, but I think we definitely learned the techniques. They're just easy to pick up. And to answer your question before though, like all of us went through a phase where we did not want to be artists and, hmm. and just their parents were. Mm-hmm. And then when I wasn't like started painting a lot and my sisters were like, well, I don't want to be an artist because they're all artists. And there's kind of like a little bit of competition or feeling like, you know, lesser, but then each of us in our own way at the right time, like had the revelation, like we were in this family for a reason and we have all these great resources around us. And mm-hmm. like, why not? Like, and we've all discovered it's a passion. Mm-hmm. I think it's really special that our whole family is artists. It's wild, but it's also too, yeah, it's, it's an interesting of nurture versus nature. Mm-hmm. How much mm-hmm. of it is from the environment you grew up in, how much of it is talent? Because I've looked at all of your work and it's all amazing. So it's yeah. just, it's wild that so much talent is in one family. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how much creativity and things like that we can really teach to somebody and how much, you know. Yeah. Like, do you think if you hadn't taken any classes, you'd be able to paint? No, I think I would paint much differently. Wow. I don't, yeah, I think the classes gave me the foundation of knowing, like in our school, we don't just tell people how to paint in one specific style. It's, mm-hmm. they learn like classical skills And then it's up to them to create their own recipe and like how, like everyone has a different process for painting. Mm -hmm. And between my whole family, like all of us paint very differently and have a different process. Hmm. So we know like the foundational skills and then everything else is, that's like our foundation. And Mm -hmm. then we come up with the rest. Do you think that you have a lot of, other creative interests like music? Are you musical? Do you step outside into other art forms? I am not very musical. I'm interested. My fiance is a musician and he's super great at like just creating music and he's a producer. So that like interests me and I really love music, Mm -hmm. but I've never been just, I can't just pick up an instrument and like play around with it. It's harder for me to, I'm not naturally good at music (laughs) at all. (laughs) And I have been interested in like sculpture too, like Mm -hmm. pottery, but my main focus is just painting and Mm -hmm. I've just stuck with that. But definitely in the future, I'd like to explore other things too. Mm -hmm. Because I had read, yeah, that to become quote unquote, a genius, an artistic genius that you need to display exceptional versatility, <laughs> being not limited to one, like only one area. which mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just sort of cognitive flexibility, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Kind of explore. So how much would you say you've practiced art? 
Okay, I think that this will probably change your perspective on artists, but I think that anybody who paints at least 40 hours a week will eventually, they'll be an amazing artist. So (laughs) it's really just how much time you're willing to put into it. And if you do it here and there, I don't think you can call yourself an artist. Like it's a lot of hard work. And I think that's one of the only reasons of where I am today. What's brought me here is when I was 15 and I started working with that publisher, they gave me the work ethic that I have now. And I had to create eight originals a month. So I had to complete two a week. And my paintings are time consuming because it's oils. So you Mm -hmm. have to let each layer dry and it's a lot of details. So I had to, I started painting faster, but I also just had to paint a lot. And so every week I was painting at least 40 hours. And Mm -hmm. I think that's like the greatest thing I got from that whole experience was just getting really good at painting. And that only happened because I was forced to paint so much. Hmm. Wow. So yeah, it was because however many hours they say that you, you do something and then you become. Yes, exactly. It goes for any profession. Mm -hmm. So where do you want to take this? Where do you see yourself down the road? So I love traveling. I want to travel the world. Like I would love to go to every country, Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, every continent at least, but there's too many countries. (laughs) But I want to continue just doing what I'm doing. You know, this is like a full-time living for me. I've lived off of the sale of my artwork and prints and all the products I do. And I just want to get even better at painting and just learn how to really like express what I see and inside. And I think every artist like has that struggle where you see something in your head and you want to like get it out and it always comes out different than you imagine it. So I just want to get better at that and just continue to like explore different techniques and art. I just want to like constantly be pushing those boundaries and not get stuck in like one way of painting forever. I want to like constantly push myself. I also, I mean, I, am very passionate about the school and teaching other artists. And I really am excited for our family vision of building this huge art institute in Georgia. And we're going to have, we have all these plans for different buildings and dorms. And it's basically going to be like a paradise for artists. And we'll have studios and galleries and restaurants. It's basically like its own community. And we need, you know, a huge piece of land for that. But we know like that's our destiny and that's what we all want to do together as a family. And we really think this is changing the world. And what we're doing is changing the world. Mm -hmm. So where can people find more about you? You can go to my website. So it's just dimitrimilan.com. Also, if you want to learn about our school and if you want to take a class from me, I'm actually teaching my own personal techniques at milanerinstitute.com. So I have like a mixed media ink course where I think it's three lessons and it's 
everything, basically like my own style and technique is taught. Wow. That's amazing. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. 